You are now listening to Castle Black, the blackest Game of Thrones podcast in all of the realms. Castle Black is created by the For All Nerds team and is hosted by DJ Ben-Amin, Tatiana Keene-Jones, and Portia Patterson. Our show is edited and produced by DJ Ben-Amin. Castle Black by For All Nerds is powered by our listeners. Everything we do from our podcasts, live events, website, and more are independently funded. Please continue to support us through our Patreon page at patreon.com slash for all nerds. Another amazing episode of Castle Black, the blackest Game of Thrones podcast in all of the realms. We are finally here in season eight. Oh my God. Before we get into things, let's gotta introduce ourselves. I am Tatiana King Jones, the Grand Duchess of Tech, also known as the Three-Eyed Raven Simone, Toffee Baratheon, Lord of Lightsabers, and a girl has no other nicknames. And as usual, I'm joined by it's your boy, Ben Howard means the redemption of Rick on, a man has no shame, the iron price is right, little Twitter fingers, <laughs> old friend Jamie. <laughs> old friend Jamie? Oh, we gonna get into it, we gonna get into oh, it. Oh gosh, yeah. okay. All right. <laughs> and um, sitting next to me tonight is? Uh, Tahoe, I'm still trying to find the name. Rihanna, come get this Stark. <laughs> King of the Sands of Hive. What's poppin', y'all? So shameless. Welcome back, Tahoe. And last but not least, it is me, Portia Patterson-Hurst, the maester of disguise, a.k.a. the Three-Eyed Ravenclaw, a.k.a. Lady Mary J. Jane of Highgarden. You better keep singing your intro. I love it. So, like I said, we are finally here in the final season of Game of Thrones. It is a bittersweet conclusion that we have just started. Um, We felt some things. Some things happened this episode. It was pretty mild. But we have finally come to a point where we are starting to see all the stories starting to come together. And um, I don't know how to feel. <laughs> I'm really... I don't know. I'm all in my feelings. I'm really emo right now, to be honest with you. I don't know, man. I started off this episode. I couldn't believe I was really watching a new episode of Game of Thrones. Like I've been waiting. I've been watching season after season over and over. I know what everybody's going to say. And then all of a sudden, I'm in this new realm. I'm just watching like, holy shit. Holy shit. I must have said, bruh, like 10 times this episode. <laughs> bruh. Bruh. <laughs> No, no, oh, not to mention like all of the hype that has been building up. Like, I thought a supreme drop was hype beast filled. No, nothing gets beyond a Game of Thrones two week wait. Like, the amount of things that I've seen two in the past wait. two weeks. Well, two year, but really the hype train didn't really start until this last like couple of weeks, and it's been incredibly ridiculous. Mm. Just beyond anything I've ever experienced. Yeah, we're fanatics now. At this point, we're fanatics. Like I, I realize that we people really have uh, the North remember signs outside their, their houses, 
I got a baby dragon. <laughs> you are a baby dragon, Tahoe. I have a baby dragon. I'm serious. Oh, Viserion. It's on my, on my bookcase. Okay. Yeah. So, like I said, we're here. Um, but, you know, we did run a poll, like we always do in most of our episodes, about the previous season. So we can get a lay of the land and see how people feel going into this new and final season. So, um, Portia, if you can do the honors of letting everyone know the season seven poll results. Yeah. So this time I tried to be a little bit different with the poll questions and make sure that we had like a little mix of spectacle, speculation, um, in there, but for the most part, a review of season seven. And as I pulled up, I opened it with which season seven Aria reunion had you hypest? And I had Aria plus Hot Pie, Aria plus Nymeria, Aria and Sansa, and Aria and Bran. I think I voted for Aria and Hot Pie, but. Um, none of them. I, I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I don't think I was looking forward to Arya's. Well, no, Arya and John. I definitely, I definitely wanted them because they had a great relationship at you know during when you first got introduced to them as kids. So, um, I was always looking forward to that. Yeah, but yeah, out of those results, yeah. Mm-hmm. But it was for season seven. I feel like they're like in season seven when they had Arya reuniting with everyone. I think it was kind of like a gearing you up for her and John meeting in season mm-hmm. eight, which we will talk about later. Um, and I was like, okay, so who is people, who are, is anybody hype about who she met in season seven? And literally it was just Nymeria with 45% of the vote. And Nymeria straight dissed her, so. so. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the hell out of her. Like, that wasn't, yeah, that wasn't a reunion. Like. All right, I won't kill The runner up was Pirate and Sansa, so I don't know. Maybe people actually feel the sisterly love there, although I felt that was pretty cold last season. We'll see how that goes for them season eight. Mm-hmm. Think- Nymeria was like, I don't know her. Right, you, like, you threw a rock at me, bitch. I ain't forget that shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, how long ago that was? You fucking throw no rock at me, bitch. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> Run. Oh, man. I mean, yeah. Whatever. Um, so the next question was about Sam, since so we're going to see a lot of Sam this season, maybe. We definitely saw a good amount of him this episode, for uh, episode one of season eight. Um, and the question about season seven was, which Samwell is the best Samwell? So we had White Slayer Sam, Sword Snatcher Sam, Gilly Plus Sam, or Grayscale Healer Sam. Um, and ironically, the Grayscale Healer Sam was the... Uh, top voted polling wow. answer at forty seven percent. Yeah, I would have chose that. Well, I would have chose that too because to me that was when Sam was his most gangster when he's in his element. His element is knowledge and what he can do with that knowledge. So the fact that he got all this basically forbidden information and made it happen for somebody else, like to me that's that's the the best of the best when it comes to him. He's not a fighter. He's not, I mean, he he's friendly and trying to help Gilly and all that stuff, and I guess that's his family now. But, yeah, I don't really care about that. So I'm all for a grayscale healer. I'm all for Gilly and Sam because without Gilly, Sam is a sucker as well for the mm. most part. So, yeah, I, I, true. yeah, I definitely put down for Gilly because Gilly was the one who really figured out about Jon Snow's parentage. Sam was over there trying to keep her quiet, and Gilly was trying to put the knowledge on him and nah. 
So yeah. I might vote for Shut up. I might vote for Sam taking the sword. That's a, that was my vote as well. Nah, like, I'm from the hood, man. He was like, man, fuck my dad. <laughs> <laughs> fuck him, I'm taking the sword right here, too. He gonna be mad as shit when he wake up. <laughs> you know, I, that's where we come from, man. So I, I think I relate to that moment more than ever. Fuck my dad. I feel like it was, like, partially that and also, like, he was forward-thinking. Like, he wasn't just doing it to spite his dad. He was like, look, he don't need this as much as I do. I'm actually gonna try to fight, like, some White Walkers. He's just gonna try to, like, fight for... Queen Cersei at most, like I'm gonna just take it, and so he just took it. Yeah, I was, I was a gangster, and I was showing up for his girl too. You know, so Ben, that's that's another moment. That's when he really, he really became like manned up. You know, fuck that, I'm taking this sword. Fuck that nigga. Truth. <laughs> He's funny to me with a sword, but anyway. Yeah, yeah I don't know. He probably gonna give it to somebody. Took this for my dad. <laughs> you represent my family like... better than me. <laughs> Moving on. If Gilly's the one, but we'll see. Wow. Um, That'd be lovely. Yeah. So, best Game of Thrones season seven quote. I put three of them up. There were a lot of comments, but we'll go with um, one was Winter came for House Frey from Arya. Two was Tell Cersei it was me. (laughs) And three was Bend the Knee. (laughs) And guess which one everyone went with? At 83%. Tell, Tell Cersei it was me. Yes. Don't nothing beat that, man. That's like the I had a dream of Game of Thrones. Like, nothing goes beyond that. Son, the way she did that, like, she literally drank it. She was like, blue. <laughs> you know, the way your son died was fucked up. You know? <laughs> like, she started to eat choking, <laughs> spitting. Like, it was such a nice conversation before she took the, the stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She drank it and just turned into some just fire-breathing dragon. Like, she went in. And I, I, I just don't understand why Jamie ain't still killing Like you just you you telling me you did that to my son and he just walked away and let her die what nicely. He, what was he what supposed to do? She was already dying. dying. Yeah, all right, you can still like, split it in half. Who <laughs> likes Joffrey? Like, who is gonna go up for Joffrey? Yeah. Like, whatever. Yeah. If his own man dead, it's whatever. If, if his own person. father not gonna go up for Joffrey, then like who is? Nobody. So nah. Nobody. Yeah. Yeah. I love Cersei and I don't even go up for Joffrey like fuck that, that nigga that was a gangster moment though man for real like there's no way any quote I don't think but mm-hmm. they got some this season but we'll talk about that yeah. I guess yeah these uh, quote bars so there were people who commented about uh, there were other quotes namely John um, talking spicy to Daenerys um, that people were talking about but overall Lady Olena is always gonna have bars mm-hmm so battle best battle of the series so far was the next one and um an overwhelming 58 percent was battle of the bastards it really surprised me because i played up against blackwater hold hard home and the loot train and uh, mm-hmm. battle of the bastards is the biggest winner there i mean it had everything in it suspense you know sadness happiness i had everything so yeah. that's why i won i just said, i still want to know why Rickon ain't zigzag <laughs> Oh. No. <laughs> no, I'm serious. I don't mean to make fun, but no. like, who no, runs straight, bro? Because who runs straight? Exactly. Arrows, who? You literally just go keep running straight. Like at the end, Ramsey wasn't even looking. Like in the last two, he was just throwing the arrows up, and they still was almost hitting Rickon because he was running straight. <laughs> That's why you got to grow up. Rickon going Rickon. That's mm-hmm. why. Because Rickon going Rickon. <laughs> Rick oh, gosh. Yeah. So the next question was, who's your favorite still living couple so far? 
Um, Gilly and Sam, Cersei or Jamie and Jamie, Missandei and Grey Worm or Danny and John. And obvious, I think this one is an obvious winner, but who everyone likes. Maybe it's not obvious to you. Maybe for Ben, he would pick Jeremy. Right. <laughs> yeah. But Missandei and Grey Worm won with 78%. I don't pick Jamie and Cersei. That's just gross. <laughs> <laughs> like my man said. <laughs> Stupid gross. Like my man said on Atlanta, oh, what are you talking about? Like, no. <laughs> That's no, gross. No, 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 no. Yeah. Um, best Game of Thrones season seven death scene, Littlefinger, Lady Olena, Viserion, or Flame on Dick on? Mm, flame on Dick on. No, no question. No question. And, and boy, does that come back in this one. Right. That is nah, very surprising. The dragon. It's got to be Viserion. Right. Well, well, you and 6% of the internet agreed, Ben, because wow. Littlefinger's death won as the best death of season seven. I mean, it was well deserved, but mm. yeah, but Flame on Dickon was like, I mean, that's how you go out. <laughs> yeah, I made the question death scene, and I'm like, why did everybody care about like Littlefinger's death scene, like the best death scene? Because, I mean, it wasn't the best, but I understand why people cared about it. Like, yeah. he went out the way he usually goes into things, like confusion. Uh, misdirection, doublespeak, all that shit, all that stuff that he employs as his tools to get people out the paint was used against him. So it was satisfying. And then it was also the fact that this is a time now that things start coming 360. Everything is starting. So that yep. was, I think, maybe one of the second or third things in the seventh season that became 360, that like everything is coming around. And um, Littlefinger's death was, it was satisfying for, for, for most of the audience. Was it? Even yeah, he, he, he could have got stabbed up a couple more times, but the, the slit throat thing. Was cool. saying, it was like a very quick death. It was yeah. just like cross the throat. Um, I I thought Viserion was the one that changed the whole tone of what we thought could happen in the series because it's like the Night King can just like throw a toothpick in the air and suddenly a dragon's <laughs> down. Like, mm. well, what is life now? Like, what's going to happen whenever they have to fight these White Walkers? Is going to happen? And yeah. who, is there another dragon going to die and become a a new now like yeah yeah a game changer yeah i mean that that loss definitely meant a lot it was it was it was a heavy loss you know when they talk about blowing a three dragon lead that is the definitive picture of that so (laughs) (laughs) i get it i get it um leading up to season eight the question is the next question who should die next cersei braun jorah or somebody else you're on Yes, facts. yes, facts, facts. Get oh, get out of the paint. Just, just get clown. so far out of it. Oh. Get all the way oh, we, out. We're still on this season seven, right? Yeah, yeah we're about to close up, though. Um, this, this is a prediction for season eight, and it's interesting, the choices um, Portia ch- uh, put in here. Who will live or which will live to the end of Game of Thrones season eight? Drogon, Ghost, Rhaegal, or Nymeria? Ghost. Hmm. Ghost, Ghost is that dude, to be honest with you. So I, I, I pick Nymeria. Ghost. I said Nymeria because Nymeria is not going to be anywhere near any of this mess. She does not give two craps. You will not play with her. And she's pulling like, a. She, she's in the sanctum with Wong, huh? Right. She's like, oh, do you need me? Mm, maybe I'll bite a couple of these White Walkers, and I'm going to dip. Good day. And Wonderful. that's her. <laughs> Wonderful. And you are correct. Nymeria won with 51%. And that concludes our season seven poll results. If you guys are interested in 
voting in the rest of our polls make sure you are following castle black on twitter that's castle black pod every week we'll put up a new poll series and get your take on the most interesting parts of game of thrones which is at this point everything so now that we've gotten through our polls we are now here to speak everything season eight episode one beginning from that new intro tell me how do y'all feel about that new animated sequence in the beginning i was flipping (laughs) (laughs) it was like it was like one of them instant things you know because the show starts and you're expecting you know because especially i've been rewatching. i'll rewatch seven seasons pretty much straight up and you know same intro with little changes every now you know with all the little moments but to have the whole white and to see the flipping <laughs> tiles as the ice walkers are coming down. I lost it when the first thing you see is the fucking wall with the hole in it. Broke. <laughs> yeah. I lost Broke it up. immediately. I was like, yo, I like, put it on the map. Yeah. I'm like, is that a thing? Can like, can you say too soon to a show opener? Like, it's like, hey, might have had a Devastarian right there. They know how serious this is. They know how serious this this season is to us, mm. man. And they they giving it to us in every scene now. There, I just wanted to note like how they were like they actually zoomed in because they weren't showing us a lot of different areas. Yeah. They were starting to zoom in and like scroll around inside Winterfell and the side King's Landing. Right. Um, I feel like it's I feel partially like that's going to they're trying to throw us off of what's going to come next because you know that they're not going to just leave it limited to Winterfell and King's Landing and the wall, right? So right, I, I thought about that too. I was just like, all right, I know y'all giving us all the extra details, but what's really happening here? So. Yes. Yeah, facts. Um, so that happened. So I was already hyped before anybody even appeared on screen. Uh, and then we get to the opening scene, which is um the unsullied walking into Winterfell. Um, well, actually, it's a little boy running to catch up to a crowd of people who is a bunch of Northerners mm-hmm. sitting out and waiting for the unsullied to pass through them and on their way into Winterfell. This whole procession. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, at the back of the ride, you know, you have all the different people that you're seeing coming through, but it, at first it seems like the Northerners are a bit perturbed about seeing people of color in the North. Like it's never happened before. What is this? What are those? <laughs> Not one of those. Oh. Wow. You know, I didn't, I, now that you're saying it, I didn't even really you know, peep that, but there was some looks towards um, Missande and Grey Like, you didn't, you didn't yeah. feel nothing. Now, I'm glad I'm watching this with other black people because I'm like, am I tripping? Like, this makes me feel mm. like in real life where things like that happen where you get, like, these microaggressions and you're, if you happen to be the only black person person color in the room, you're like, am I tripping? Or did I, am I really, <laughs> is this really is happening? Yeah, it, it, you know, or is this really is happening? Me. Do I feel what I'm feeling? So, John, you know, the conversation that came up, you know, Daenerys has saw this and was like, everybody okay? And John kind of talked it away saying, oh, they're northerners. northerners. They've never seen outsiders before. But I felt some type of way that they they were kind of, they were mean mugging Missandei and Grey Worm. Yeah. I was really annoyed by it. Like, that reminded me. Like, it just, like took me right back to a time when I was with a white friend in Boston and I was like and we were in a bookstore and I'm like okay I'm like the only black person in this bookstore and the people keep looking at me what the f is going on and my white friend was like oh no it's fine and I'm like no legit like 
this is a problem and it's like a very like gaslighting like lighting problem like oh no like you're just seeing things like it's not what you think it is and it's like okay but you wouldn't know you're not the person who goes through these right things, like, so and it's for John to say that was like, boy, you haven't even been around the um like you haven't been around freaking the unsullied like that as that long. You haven't been around people. You haven't been in their homelands. So you have no idea. Like, if someone's saying something to you, you should like be like, you know what? Let's check that. People, other people argue, how were they supposed to? The Northerners supposed to greet a random foreign army like are they supposed to be in with hands in the air cheering or you know how like how would you feel if a whole last another nation basically came through your crib like you might feel some type of way and they're yeah. black and they black <laughs> they have to add that. that's what i'm saying i feel like it's fine to be like it's it's like the northerners are very like closed off and secluded and they don't take well to outsiders which is fine because they looked at um cersei and them like that whenever they visited winterfell like in the very first episode they um look at a lot of people crazy whenever they come through like winterfell but there's a difference between how they look at the white folk and how they look at the black folk and that's a problem Mm -mm -mm. Mm, yeah well you know I ain't noticed that shit. I, I are we are we are, are we pretending? Really are we making things up? Are we feeling something strange? Is it how does two of us that uh, weren't watching in the same room feel the same way? No, I mean, yeah. I mean once y'all pointed out, I thought they was just mad that there was um just like how the northerners was mad at the wildlings or the people at the wall was mad at the wildlings. That's how they was mad at the people from um the new queen, like we, we're a place where we just named our king. And now all of a sudden you, these new people and she's the queen of us. Like it, it seems to me that it's a running thing, thing with the people in the North that they're not happy with that decision that John made. No. And it, it is never happy in general. And they continue to <laughs> right, communicate their displeasure at every turn. Before we move on, I just wanted to make a point about during this procession, you see Arya standing in the crowd as well. And her facials, every time she sees different people going by her, is incredible. Like, when she saw the house, she gave him that, you know, that stoic face. Like, I'm not fucking with you. She gave him the face, like, what are you even doing right. here? Like, are you alive? Like, are you a zombie? Right. Who she are seen, you? You know, she seen John, and she was like, oh, my bro. You know, you seen Gendry. Everything was happy. But then she saw them dragons. Woo! How exhilarating is that? Like, people are telling you these things exist you don't believe it, and they finally fly above your head. Two of them. It's different than the face than Sansa gave the dragons. She was shocked. At least that's the way I thought it. No, she was stunned. She would never seen the fucking dragons in her life. Nobody like that. That was the moment for me in that opening scene was when. You know, everybody's like, well, 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 my God, what do we could do? Cersei's here and everything. I mean, not Cersei, um, you know, um, Daenerys is here with all her army. And then them dragons rolled in. And it's like, you going to get down or lay down. That's what you're going to do. You know? <laughs> to me, that just shows, it's like, that's that's showing the finality of everything. How mm-hmm. they're not pulling punches no more. Like, right. Even, when, even in the, the sci-fi, the way this, the screen, they showing the dragons way more. Like, the dragons is in the whole episode now. All Before, it. you would get one scene, you know, every episode, every two episodes of a dragon. But now it's like, oh, it's there at war. They're really coming to a close. So this episode kind of, it was kind of lit. What y'all think? Y'all like the overall thing? Hell yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anything that you didn't like about the episode? Mm, I don't know. I, th- I mean, we're going to get to that, but 
Yeah, save it for when, you know, obviously there was something you didn't like about it, but yeah. I think we'll, we'll, well save that get for there. that moment. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to get there. Yeah. I'm so processing. Yeah, we're going to get there. So basically the first kind of, the first few minutes of this episode was just dedicated to um, reu- reunions, people reuniting with each other, seeing each other they haven't seen. And really the whole episode was that way, but but the beginning was, was probably most prescient. Um, that being said, like, as we continue on with this march through to winterfell and you've seen everybody coming together what stood out the most to you sansa leveling up and giving everyone such vicious amounts of shade at the beginning of it (laughs) like i felt like finally they were giving the lines to sansa you know that she never had before and she was giving the business to everyone and also john and bran meeting you know that was a moment for me because as always you know bran's like utter (laughs) I'm not here, you know, just like... But what about Brad talking about, like, you know, when he finally saw John, and and John was like, you're a man now. And he's all like, almost. (laughs) Almost. I'm not his brother. Like, all of these one-liners, just like, damn, my guy, like, you can't smooth it out. I feel like... I feel like Bran was a little bit nicer to John than he was to anyone else. Like no, to Arya that was Sansa. nice. He what? He was because whenever Arya and Sansa were like, "Bran, my brother," and he's like, "I'm not Bran anymore." He didn't say that to John. He literally just said, um, "Almost." He didn't say, "I'm not. I'm a three-eyed raven. I am not a man." I am. He didn't say. He didn't go through all that. He was just like, "Almost." Like he didn't even like. He was like, "I'm let him. I'm let him slide. I'm let him think that I'm cool." Until later on today, and then I'll tell him that I'm the three-eyed. No, Brand's gonna be jokes all season because just his face <laughs> and the stuff he'd be saying just be left field. So he he's gonna be interesting. Um, anything stand out for you, Tahoe, for this this uh, reunion between these the Stark children? Ned Stark's um, dumbass kids. TM. I I think that for one, John is showing that he don't really trust Sansa. I mean, I, I noticed that. You know, I knew that they made up after she did the thing with the um, the veil. The guy, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, they made up. That, they spoke yeah. after that and everything. But now he's telling other people, like, "Yo, she ain't the person that you think she is. Yo, she she might she she's not trustworthy." I think he said he actually said that, right? Like, she's not trustworthy. I mean, later on he was talking to Arya, and he yeah. was definitely talking about that, but. Yeah, I more think that Sansa doesn't trust John. And rightfully so. That's what I think. Because, what? yeah, John's a moron. <laughs> John's a moron. <laughs> a moron. Yes. yes. I think that um, one thing that is very clear in John and Arya's, um, in John and Arya's re- reunion was that she knows that he is Aegon Targaryen because she was like, remember that whenever he was like, oh, we're family, blah, blah, blah. She's like, remember that. So I think that Part of what we're seeing from Sansa and her treatment of John, like besides her having resentment at him, like not even like giving her heads up that he's going to bend the mm-hmm. knee or um, actually just, and he just made the decision on his own was partially that she's like, this whole time we were growing up as kids, I was treating you like a bastard because I knew you weren't my family. And now I find out that you actually are my family and I really got to feel away towards you because you're supposed to be holding it down for Sarks you're not even a start like she's i feel like she's holding on to that like resentment mm. is this is this part of her plight for absorbing all of Littlefinger's power i mean that's what she's gotta do mm. does Arya trust john like she gave me she gave me like playing both sides kind of vibes she really did she really gave me 
she wants to she loves john because she loves their relationship before everything happened um but she's made her like she's made those ties and like ironed out her differences for the most part with sansa and she's gonna hold that down for now at least um and she's still trying to figure out like where john's gonna be in that if he's over here making allegiances without them well i also felt like Arya had some trust issues with john because she knows that he died and he's come back and when people (laughs) remember we we've learned that when people die and come back they don't come back quite the same something is missing or changed or whatever the case may be so she was looking at him funny in the light like well you you what are you are you my brother are you some random that's you know that's linked to the night king like who the fuck are you so i that's what the vibes i was getting Oh, no, I definitely caught that. I definitely, well, not in that sense. I think it's more because, like I say, one, everybody knows that John's a dumbass kid. And, you know, he's the least, to them, I think he's still the least trustworthy. Like, Arya is one who values, like, battles and fighting still and all that. And she hasn't seen John prove himself. She's heard from Sansa probably that Sansa had to come in. You know, Sansa probably told her side of the story that she had to come in and save his ass at the battle. And so she's like, oh, okay, this draws a sucker. And then he goes off. And comes back, you know, with Daenerys. And she's like, I don't know him. I mean, I don't know her. That's my family. Mm-hmm. You know, it's all about family. And so I think Arya's on that vibe. And the fact that Arya is so, like, close to death. You know, like, she's had such a fascination with death and killing and everything. The fact that Jon survived and came back is probably a big thing to her as well. All right. Um, <laughs> y'all think that she knows that already? Like she knows that he died already. She said, she how said do you it. Come back from she said, "How do you survive a step to the heart?" See, yeah. Okay. See, I didn't even catch that. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. yeah. She, she asked that. Yeah. She called. She yeah. asked that, and then she asked the um, and he asked, "What did he ask her?" He asked her some wild shit. How do you? <laughs> how do you survive or something? Yeah. Literally, just how did she? How did you make it through? She said, "Like yeah. he said, where did you go?" He said, "Where were you?" Yeah, that's right. He and said he could have he could have used her to curry favor with um, Sansa. Sansa, yeah. yeah. But I also feel like he. Um, that's how you know Brandon running his mouth. I'm telling you, he told him <laughs> Brandon's <laughs> messy as hell. He told her he's messy. He's a messy Raven. <laughs> Lord Jesus. Um. So what happened next? Take us through to the next part, Portia. Uh, I don't do. I have to. Yeah. So, I know we you don't like this guy, King's but landing. sorry. Uh, we go to King's Landing, and we see the clown of the Greyjoys, um, Euron, being his jolly old self, talking about how he brought back the Golden Company, who do not have elephants. Oh my gosh, we have to talk about how much Cersei needs elephants in order to, like, do what she needs to do and that she cannot do she does not have Cersei elephants. sounded like a spoiled child she was like yeah I ain't got no elephants like so why are you here like is but where the elephants at though but uh elephants can't just like swim through oceans like uh like was so... she was she being petulant or was that just me they was like they was she like was. well your majesty we can't actually float fucking elephants across the fucking sea so <laughs> sorry we couldn't do it for you my bad There was one thing about, like, that, I mean, that whole thing was, like, it's, 
I don't I don't get it. Is Cersei like grasping at straws at this point? Because that's how I feel. I feel like she's just very desperate and not really Well, that she complaining about anything? Yeah, and just everything. And even I mean, all right, if we just get into the whole Euron yes. and Cersei yes. interaction. But all right, before we get to that though, but can we jump back real quick? Because we did miss the fact that um we didn't talk about the little lady of the islands. Oh. Making her return oh. and and throwing you know the ultimate level of shade <laughs> at poor John. Talk about you left the king, and I don't know what you came back as. So my and he had no my, words. He was just prepared for that. She, no, she no asked words. him, "Do you have any words?" She said, "Yo, do you, you ain't got nothing to say." And he, he was like, that, it, no. "It's not important." Like, yeah. like he should have been prepared. <laughs> he knew what it was. He knew how the northern folk were. He should have been ready, and he was no. Layana came through and was like, "What type of fuck shit is this? We did not hire none of these people but you. Why? What? What's the change about?" So I, I like that she gets to the point. She leaves. You know, there's no joke or or question about what the fuck she's she's talking about. She goes, "Look." Tell me what's going on right fucking now. And to your point, John really ain't got nothing much to share. Because at the end of the day, once you living in that shit, like you you running from zombies, you you really flying on dragons and, and going through all of this crazy shit that you know is every day, life or death right now. He not thinking about the houses and all that shit. He just trying <laughs> to stay alive. Y'all still thinking like it was yesterday. Yesterday is over. Winter is coming. We've been telling you that for seven years. <laughs> it's here. And all this other shit, I got her here so that we could win. That's it. That's the only reason she, I don't give a fuck about none of that other shit. Yeah. Can we talk about the other thing with Lady Mormont, though? Because I missed it and someone mentioned it to me was how she looked at Jorah. Because that's going to be interesting come later Mm. on in the season if they touch on that. And I'm ready. Like, there's these other little things that are happening. Like, we're seeing other, like... Arya plus like uh, the hound and the hound versus the mountain and all that stuff. But Lady Lyanna against Jorah, I I can't wait till we see that conversation. She was looking at him so funny. Yeah, apparently she was. Whenever he, he pulled up in the Winterfell lot. Mm, I missed that. But what's her problem with him? Yeah. Jorah is the son who was supposed to go to the night. Remember? Like he was supposed yep. to go to the Night's Watch. Mm-hmm. Um, she is his niece uh who took over his position over oh, right. because, because he's a strong bag been, yes yep got it all right all right well that'll that's definitely gonna come around but back to the other strong bag <laughs> um you're <laughs> you're on don't nobody like you're on like don't nobody on show or off the show like this motherfucker He's the worst hype beast of all time. Like he's like, you know, when they're like, yo, you know, Euron should be popping. You know, wait till Euron drops though, yo. When them Eurons drop, son, yo, it's gonna be crazy. And then them shits is like the, you know, them Kanye's, the little like, dad shoes. Yeah. Like nah. Like the Yeezys? nah. Be, uh, <laughs> all his dad. No, not not the first Yeezys. The dad shoes. I know what you're talking later about. Ones. Yeah. Ooh, no, no, that didn't work out, bro. I'm sorry. But um, yeah, Euron is the worst, and the fact that he bags Cersei is. Okay, so can we uh, let's discuss <laughs> what that? Happened there? So th- well, what ha- that's okay, why you I was talk asking about you. Of the show I didn't like. Well, this is what I wanted yeah. to ask you guys. Like, w- w- there was an exchange before everybody was watching. There was an exchange where Euron was like, "You gonna give me that 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 bussy or not?" And Cersei, you know, kind of looked at him <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, "You gonna?" He was like, "You gonna have to earn this." You know, you said he, she said, "If you want a whore, go buy one. If you want a queen, you have to earn it." But then. 
for her to kind of walk off and kind of have second thoughts and said, yeah, come on to my chambers. Like, where did that come from? Why the switch up? Do you think? I guess he is, earned what, it. Is it? Is it though? Is, is, did he though? Or, or yeah. she? Did he though? Did he though? Or yeah. she doing chess moves? That's kind of regular. Is is Cersei? <laughs> does it take a lot to get to Cersei's bed? No, it does not. We don't. Oh. They haven't showed it a lot on the screen. But what had happened is that she was with Lancel. She was with uh, a couple of different people. The Kingsguard. Lady Cersei gets the mm. up around and yeah. show that in the show. But she gets around and her doing that whole put on or whatever when all the other people were around versus letting him in privately are two different things and it's Cersei and I don't think it takes much to get in her bed I'm not See, I'm not I, that, I, that's that that takes me to the I don't really know Cersei man like she's not she's not just gonna play she's doing she's doing everything for a reason even when she right. was fucking with Jamie she would fight him off and shit but she was doing it to control him it was it's always a reason and you could see by look at how she talks to him mm-hmm. you're arrogant yeah, you know, you you she's she's Hyping always him, showing that she's putting she don't that battery like in his back. Yep. And she know what she got to do to win. Like so, she's playing a game. But Cer- Cersei's definitely going to be the one to kill Euron. <laughs> yeah, she's definitely going to be the one. To <laughs> That'll win. be awesome. I, I, I got to tell you, I was that'll make up for everything with Euron. I was definitely crying when she was just like, "You're arrogant. I like that." Like it was very DJ Khaled <laughs> of her. It was very. <laughs> I like that. Like, I just started busting out laughing because I'm like, she's playing the fuck out of him. But also, I wonder if she really does like that. Like, remember, she she's no, all... No, no, that's that battery. Yeah, sure. But she's also egotistical herself. So for someone mm. to also feed into her ego, her id, mm-hmm. I wonder if she really does, on top of this being strategy, I wonder if she really does think that shit is entertaining. But you're on. <laughs> like, what's a soldier boy yeah. name? You're on. Of everybody. Like, you're going to do that with your That's how I felt when you I saw him. find some, uh, some other arrogant motherfucker. Yeah, when that scene came on, he was pulling up his little britches. I said, oh. <laughs> really? And that's the thing about him, yo. Like, it's so funny to me with you're on. He, he, his, who was he talking to that was like, yo, go do that? He's like, no, first I'm going to give her my cock. <laughs> I'm like, yo, this thing is horny as a <laughs> motherfucker, man. His niece, Yara. You gotta do all of this shit for some pussy, man. You just... But he did it. I mean, Damn. You know, it worked out Not for him. Not just anybody, though, for the queen. He needed to do it with the queen. At first, he was going to go for Daenerys. And then his niece and nephew took the ships to Daenerys. So he's like, okay, F that queen. I'm going to go try to F this other queen down here in King's Landing. So he's just really just trying to get in between the sheets of a queen. He doesn't he's a hoe, man. Who he's such yes. a hoe. He, he's a hoe, man. You hoe. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> nasty, Cersei. You're just nasty, okay? You're on as a hoe. Put it on a t-shirt. Nasty. Mm. Mm. And, I mean, they didn't wrap it up because he said, I put a prince in there, and she got yeah. ulterior-eyed. Like, it's just it's just a mess. I'm just tired. Do y'all think she's pregnant for real? No. No. No, I think she, I, I think I we talked about this last. Was... We talked about this last uh, show where we kind of right where we talked about we went round table and said, "Do you think she's lying to tell the truth?" She was. I still to this day believe she's lying. Yes, I, I, I thought she was, and now I'm just you don't believe no, it now, and I want to throw up. And, <laughs> yeah, when he said that line, oh my god, I'm gonna put a little prince in there. My mouth. <laughs> you know, that sort of look on her face <laughs> afterwards. Like... I was just like. Ugh. 
I don't know. Is she turned on by that or just like, nigga, it's already a little prince in there? I don't know. Yeah, what I, did, I, that, I thought about that too. I wasn't sure. Like, was that was that her look or was it like, ah, sucker, yeah. that ain't happening. It's already yeah. one in there. How I'm already knocked up, sucker. <laughs> <laughs> I don't no. Know. I don't know. No, can we go to the next yeah. thing? Because I'm tired. Yes, please. Because I'm already throwing up. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, I mean, we kind of brisked over it for a second. Um, so the person that Euron was saying, hey, I'm going to go lay down with the queen, was Yara, who he has tied up on his boat. She's like, kill me already. He's like, nah, that's cool. I'm leaving. Have fun here. Tied up as my hostage. Then Theon decides that he's finally going to come through in a boss move and save his sister. I'm going to call that a boss move. It was yeah. very delayed. He should have been done I, that. And I'm a, I want to give um, Theon props for that because they definitely saw the snake they way on that boat and took out everybody on the quickness, on the quiet. Everybody was quiet. And the way he came through for his sister, I was like, all right, that that's that's a great redemption piece right there. Yeah, but he still got to die for all that shit. <laughs> I, I I could never look at Theon like, yeah, Theon. Yeah, I know. Like, yeah, so you know you're going to die soon. Yeah, it's bro. never, yeah. He's just waiting. I feel like he's always been waiting to die since back then. Yeah. So. Um. Yeah, I was just like, mm. yeah, I, I pretty much feel it 100% the same way. As much as I love Theon and I hated seeing him get tortured through that whole season, that's like still one of the worst parts of the show ever to me. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, you gotta die, and you know she was looking at him like you. Like I know when she looked at him, the first thing she thought was him jumping off the boat. Like she she didn't even care that he was free of her. She was looking at him like, "Yo, you really jumped off the boat." No, no, no. She looked at him like, "This is the best that comes to save you." The same nigga who jumped off the the boat. I feel like her look at him was like this mf'er. Yeah, like this one. You're not going to forget that look because he jumped crazy too. <laughs> he, no, it he wasn't left. even a good jump. He jumped he left, crazy. No, but he left, he, <laughs> he, he caught so air. If, he was um, up high. If Tommen like, got straight tens for his jump, then what did Theon get for his? <laughs> Theon didn't get anything, but he got an A for effort because he, like, nah. it was an awkward jump, but his height was up there. No. Theon. Like, his jump was awkward, but he was, he you know, he left. No. Theon jumped off that boat like he, he was he going scuba stumble. diving in Cancun. Like he didn't get <laughs> Like the ledge was ample, slippery, right? Like he just leaped off the motherfucker. There was no plan, nothing. nothing and it's like that. If that's what I remember of you, the last thing I would have beat him up too. I, I don't even care that you freed me. I'm gonna kick your ass real quick. Like <laughs> that. How could you jump like that? And yeah, one of the biggest moments of this episode, though, one of the I like I couldn't believe that it happened so quickly, you know, in this season. Mm-hmm. I just didn't, I didn't think they were just I thought they were gonna wait on this moment. They just went right into it. Was John riding his second dragon? <laughs> Not the second dragon. Yeah, definitely a second dragon because you know he already rode the first dragon, Daenerys. Oh my god! Yeah, so you know, I mean, you, you, you didn't know where I was going there. Like, yeah, what? T- what you thought when I was? You thought, you thought when he was, you thought when he was riding on the back Did of a Syrian? That was tasteless. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Well, no. I mean, this was the first time he rode a. I I can't say that's a real dragon. Both of them are oh real dragons. God. Yeah. So um, uh, he kept no, going. I mean, he, he, he doubled down in it. Like you kept going, Ben. Right. So no, I mean yes, this was amazing. I actually didn't think we'd see this scene so early in the season. 
let alone the first season of the of the the first episode of the final season. But can we can we please talk about how goofy it looked him jumping on the damn dragon? <laughs> it looked like that jabber hold on shit. to. Yeah. Like, like it was so goofy and I mean it was it was it was cute goofy. It wasn't it wasn't bad bad, but um also some of that CG looked kind of funny to me, which is It looked horrible. Which is <laughs> yeah, horrible is a better term, which is interesting cuz I'm like at this point all this money gets poured into the show. All of this resources and your CG still look like it's from '99. Like, what's going mm. on? Well, they gotta stretch out the type of the CG they use because that's a lot of money for the show. Like that, they they usually stretch out uh, the budget yeah. just to mm-hmm. be able to afford that and those good scenes. So to be able to do it for a whole six episodes, they we're gonna get a lot less um, good quality in, in those extra scenes because they're gonna try to do the shit the whole show. Mm. Right. Was I the only one getting like Aladdin and Princess Jasmine vibes, like Whole New World when wow. they're just riding around on the dragons? Because I felt that. I can't wait for it to see the uh, mashup where they put John on the never ending story dragon. <laughs> because that's definitely coming. <laughs> and with his fist up in the air. Yo, Mr. Morris, let me hit you. I'm about to hit Morris up right now. Um, yeah, that's, that is definitely coming. I yeah. I mean, it, they were like, I. I I they was would. definitely doing Princess Jasmine Aladdin shit <laughs> on that whole new world. Cause they flying. Like, first of all, this is happening while, you know, they know these the White Walkers are coming, <laughs> Night King are coming, all this shit happening. They decide they're going to go on a joyride for a few minutes to God knows where. So, and just I mean, honest, honestly, just for a Game of Thrones period, I, th- I, f- I was kind of annoyed with how long that sequence lasted. Like, it I want to. a little hit- long. <laughs> Come on, man. We don't give a fuck about this shit. If y'all don't land. <laughs> fuck is wrong with y'all land <laughs> yeah my thing about that was this whole time um Rhaegal just crawls up to john <laughs> acting like hey what's up you my dude and danny doesn't even realize like the dragons don't just go to someone because they go to someone like he the dragons just don't weren't attracted to Tyrion whenever he tried to feed them mm-hmm. so when john is able to just catch a gun up on Rhaegal, it's like a whole thing and then you see him flying away and we see Varys and Jorah um, right. and Tyrion and they're all just like looking like, is this John on a dragon? Like it's something that's substantial to talk about. I mean, they saw him before and they were sitting there hating on him like, you know, oh, look at him. You know, all three of the friend zone dudes just sitting there. <laughs> and I hate to say friend zone, but they, I mean, you know, it's been established that them dudes is definitely all the way friends. And all of them were just sitting there hating on her like, oh, you know. And then five minutes later, Dragon, I mean, <laughs> John rolls by like, bitch. Like, you know. But you can see why they they making John look weak as shit. Like, like you said, like you really left a king and came back and now you all buddy, buddy, y'all kissing yeah. and sleeping together. Like you really sold Hugging out the, the whole yard. kingdom for some pussy. Like the whole, that's how they're going to look. <laughs> There's nobody else in the world. I'm telling you, all of us would do this shit. If one of our people was left and sold our whole crib, and the next thing you know, they're kissing the person that they sold it to, we'd be like, wow. Wow. Well, see, that's why Sansa was dragging John when she was just like, so, or I'm, I'm, um, was it Sansa or was it Arya when they, when they was like, so did you do this because you're trying to save the realm? That was Sansa. You, did you do this because you're trying to save the realm or because you, you love her? Mm. Yeah, that was Sansa. I love Sansa versus Danny. I love Sansa versus Danny. Sansa is gonna win. Danny, you're gonna lose. Danny, they're painting. This is one of the things I was gonna say earlier. I didn't want to say it because it's too early. They are paint. They are showing Dan Daenerys for being too arrogant, 
too ambitious. She comes off like a tyrant. And if you go back through ever since she had power, it was her way or the highway. Mm. I'm giving you a choice. There is no choice at all. You either join me or you die. That was her choice. And now they're showing her to be that evil. Sansa is looking like the person that's really seeing the evil in people. It's looking good for my, for Sansa Hive. It's looking good for Sansa Hive. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the thing is, I, I've been the one who said from early on that Danny is crazy. And I'm not crazy. I don't like to use that word. Let's say psychopathic, to be honest. Because Danny is definitely one, like he, everything he just said, she's a foreigner. She's become the colonizer of her own thing. You know, it's like now she's coming in or gentrifier, whatever it is. Bend you know, the knee. Bend the knee. Bend yeah, bend the knee up. all day. Bend the knee. Like the whole season seven was just her. Bend the knee. Bend the knee. Bend the knee. You know, I'll fight with you, John. When you bend Before the knee, the knee. Like, <laughs> that's like, yeah, one of the greatest servants ever. But yeah, everybody questioned John in this one, and I love that. What? Or, but it was Arya, right? Who was like, "No, did you do it because you want to save the world?" No, that was Sansa. That was Sansa. Oh wow, that was amazing. Yeah, Sansa. Yeah, that's got what I said. All she was she lines. was dragging everybody. All the best so, lines in this one, all because the other best line in this one that we didn't mention earlier was when she was like, "Um, Joffrey's wedding had some great moments." Like there, there was a mo- <laughs> there, there was a few moments, you know. Oh, that was epic! That was amazing. Sansa, they painting Sansa out to be the person Boss. who I always said that she was going to become. We went through some rough times, <laughs> rough, but we here, yeah, we here, yeah, man. We showing what's up. Now we're going to start. I'm telling you, I want to see who's going to leave, bend the knee, Betty's side, <laughs> and come running over here to Sansa Hive. Now at the end, you scared now, right? Now you know you're gonna die over there with 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 bending knee Betty. Okay. Right. Okay. Right. Wow. Well, well, we Hashtag. know one. Well, we know one person who's questioning their allegiance to bending knee Betty, and that is Samuel Tarley. Wow. Um, because they had an interesting conversation. Yo. Can I say one thing? Yes. I paused it. Yes. Like because I was sitting here watching the episode, and you know they're talking, and he's like, "Oh, I'd like one thing." You know, and I, I, I'm just as oblivious as Danny is at that point. I don't know why I'd forgotten. I just watched it. And he's like, I'm one thing. And he's like, duh, 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 duh. And the moment her face shifted, I, and she was like, you mean not the guy just cooked Tarly? Yeah. And I, I just paused it like, oh. Yeah. Like, and started rolling laughing. Yeah. I was crying because I just knew how bad the scene was about to go for everyone involved. So <laughs> this conversation slash introduction... <laughs> to Sam and Danny was was not a um a simpatico one uh <laughs> not at all uh as you mentioned you know the, Sam is just so eager to say yeah man I got my shit together I'm ready to ride for you whatever <laughs> and I got you and Danny you know you know he starts talking about his his name as I mean excuse me Sam starts talking about his name and his family where he's from and Danny's like oh about oh. that <laughs> Oh, oh damn. Your last oh. name was Tarly? Son. I oh. definitely flamed on a couple Tarleys a few days ago. And that and I think that was your audience. peoples. Mm-hmm. And that split the whole audience. Yeah, that's some funny sh- Listen, Ben, I love the way they run, they, they connect things from way back over here. They brought it all the way. I was not expecting that conversation to happen. Through everything crying. that's going on in the show, that that in the littlest bit, I did I had no idea that was gonna happen. And I'm like, oh shit, yeah, she just cooked his dad and his brother. <laughs> and now I realize they really painting Danny out to be the the, the evil one now. Like See, that was yes. and I keep I yes. keep I've been saying this from the beginning. 
from like how Tatiana, how early since you know we've been watching this show, like that I've been talking about how Danny is not like well, she's first way of too, all, like within her a like since a couple of season or two back, you've been calling her the Walter White of Game of Thrones. So <laughs> wow, I didn't even realize I went that far. That's yeah, because you were, you were saying she's starting to. I mean, you were saying she was moving towards that thing where like you get past the point where you're doing things out of necessity versus doing it because you can do it. Oh, and, she's straight up Walter White then. Yeah, yeah, and, she's and definitely doing everything because of her ego. She has right, no reason I, to be doing any of this anymore. I feel what 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 um. Tahoe saying about like the like I don't is it like it's just just the narrative painting her now in this different light or was all that information already there and people just refuse to see it always there no it was always there she's always been that arrogant she's she and and now that's why I said when people say um it's going to be John and Danny it's going to be John and Danny I'm like no she's too ambitious she's too arrogant it's everything that she said for seasons now every word come out is about her reign mm -hmm. queen i'm the queen you're going to bend the knee you're going to succumb to my power and they like john is not like that john is a person who doesn't even want the throne that's why he's going to get the throne and he's not going to be up there fucking his aunt she's got to go <laughs> so now they're just pushing it now like further they're just showing us now why they're going to kill her yeah, and it was interesting that Sansa like picked up on him having feelings for Daenerys, especially after Daenerys came through on some like nice stuff and was like super nice to her. First thing she does is get snippy and have words, and it's like, why are you like? I get that she's over someone just coming in with all these people, but what is this? Mm hmm. Are you serious? You really think that? Come on. All right. Have it, okay. You know we done said they done finally told John that he's the king. Do I do I think he's gonna challenge her? No. But do you think that with if she finds out she's not gonna find uh, a challenge with John, she gonna be mad at John? She gonna go hard at John? She gonna she's cook him. power hungry. That Danny is power hungry. Yeah, I don't like everyone like suddenly thinking like mm. Danny is suddenly unreasonable like she has situations and reasons why she does what she does and I feel like people are using her history like the Westerosi have a reason why they don't like the Targaryens because they were able to throw off their mantle and they're able to get free of them um, and whenever they came in they came colonizing with their dragons and so now that Danny's coming in they're doing the same stuff she, everyone is kind of already have their riled up, they're, they're anti it and they're going to keep comparing her to the Mad King but she doesn't necessarily have the same qualities of a Mad King and I kind of reserve my judgment on it, mm -hmm. has she changed or become this awful, is she going to be a bad queen, like I don't see that and I don't see how everyone else is seeing it without having like the actual justification saying that she's going to be a bad queen. She's had missteps, but I don't think necessarily mm. that she'd be a bad ruler. And I'm reserving my judgment on like, is she going to be a bad queen? Like, is she just like, does she need time to adjust to the Restorosi and how things get done? I so don't know. still has some people around her. You know? Clyburn? Clyburn? I mean... And the, and, and the mountain? And the mountain's a zombie. I mean... No, no, but you know what I mean? It took a while for her to get to that point. And that's my point about, you know, Daenerys is like, I feel you. And I definitely feel that about her not being the same as the Mad King because the Mad King went through a lot of things to make him the Mad King. It wasn't just his inbreeding or whatever. It was his whole life that drove him to where he was. But I also feel like Daenerys 
like she's already shown like why didn't you just stay in Essos then? Because you believe that your family has this right to mm. Westeros, but you don't even have a family anymore. You could have just done whatever you wanted there in Essos. If you want to really show that you want to be better than them, you know, be better than them. Unite Essos completely. Do something different there. Show by example instead of just rolling through with your dragons and burning people up. I don't know. I, part of me just really thinks that her having dragons and her using her dragon powers, what everyone assumes is her being power hungry because no one else has dragons. But I don't necessarily see her as power hungry. I think that she's still reasonable. She's not like the Mad King. I think that she still has ways of showing that she can be a good ruler, that she can think for the better good of Westeros. And it's not necessarily just about her. But we have to give, I don't think people are, are going to give her the chance. And I guess we'll see if that's going to happen in this season. I, I feel you. Yeah. Wow. Before before we leave this situation with Sam and Danny, Samuel, Charlie, and Danny, Daenerys, um, did anybody else catch the fact that like Samuel got this bomb dropped on him, right? And he goes outside, he sees Bran, he starts crying to Bran about the fact that his fucking family got blamed on, and Bran looks at him like niggas die every day. You need to go tell, like Bran was like, can't help you there. Yeah. <laughs> Brand was like, <laughs> "You didn't see that coming." He gives him the niggas that everyday be speech, and then says, "By the okay, that's cool, but what you really need to do is tell John who he really is." Yeah, that'll give you fuel for that. That's all Brand was thinking about. Brand is such a like, like we talk about Sansa stealing Littlefinger. Brian is like Littlefinger on a you know another level. Brand is even worse because Brand is rolling. That Damn. man was stuck in his tree. Bran is out, you know, delivering the news to everyone now. And and also, right. see, y'all didn't understand what I said at the beginning of the episode, old friend Jamie. Because that was my moment in the episode. I can't believe y'all of Castle Black did not pick up on when he comes out into the yard and he's like, why are you out here? I'm waiting for an old friend. <laughs> the man who gave me superpowers. He said no, I, old friend. He didn't say oh enemy. God. He didn't say anything about that. You know, we're talking about this. I see something about a trial of Jamie Lannister in these notes. But my man Bran no. said, I'm waiting on my old friend. He said, I'm waiting on my old friend. No, but let's talk about the fact that Bran was like outside all day, all night. I felt like every time somebody new rolled through, he's standing there right there like, I see you. What's up? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, where else he going to go? He can't get upstairs. No, no, you know, no shots. But you know, stairs is a tough one for Bran. Like, well, you um, don't gotta be creepy, like Professor X outside all day. I mean, you just describe Bran a hundred percent, like creepy, <laughs> like Professor X all day. Like, you know, does he move? Can he move his arms? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, he moves. Yeah, yeah, he can push his wheelchair. But like, that's like Bran's Tinder bio, bio, like creepy as Professor X all day. Like that's his, you know, straight up in his tender. Oh God! Yeah. I, but but I still like ever since, ever since we mentioned it on the last episode. Now I'm like, is somebody gonna push him down a flight of steps? Oh, no. Like we're gonna do a, a, a Mr. Glass situation. As much oh. as I want to see it, I don't now because he will keep that same face. You know, even if they <laughs> do, we already know that. <laughs> see, we already know he will keep that same face, and the memes, you know, will be never ending. So. Yeah, they don't need to do that. It started already. Oof. Oh man. Yeah, it started already. I've seen one already. It started already. Oh Jesus. Um, 
Um, and the, you know, there was another scene that happened before we got to. Well, it might have happened right. Was it right before or right after? It was right before we got to Jamie. Mm-hmm. Um, that shows that children are not safe in WrestleRoast whatsoever. Wow. Um, I mean, we didn't know that. Which already. is why another reason why. Right, but which is why just a, yet another reason why it's so important that these start kids get their shit together, because um, yeah, uh, so uh, we we finally meet up with our buddies Tormund, Beric Dondarrion, and the rest of the Nice Watch, um, who are showing up in Umber territory. I presume to go check on the Umbers and see what they're what they're doing because um, Sansa has sent the Lord Umber, the little kid, to go gather his troops and his people. Now, so if you think back to where we That's left off with Tormund and them in season seven, um, Tormund and them were at Eastwatch by the sea. They were coming down from the destruction of that, and then the rest of yeah. the Eastwatch who were with Dolores Ed. They're coming from Castle Black. So I think what happened was that, that people at Castle Black saw the destruction that happened at Eastwatch by the Sea. And were like, oh, no, we got to leave Castle Black. And they're both on their way to Winterfell. And on their way to Winterfell, there's Umber territory. So they're kind of walking through Umber territory, trying to figure out, okay, what's going on? Where are we going? Is Are the walkers here? Do we have to get ready to fight? And that's when they walk in on this. So they're investigating that. And so that kid, like, I, did you notice that that kid, like, screamed out, like, the walker that they caught in season seven? I'm thinking that the walkers are, like, they're communicating to each other with these screeches and screams. Right. Okay. So they're there. They're doing their investigations. Now they, they run up into each other. Surprise, bitches. We good. They're walking through, and they see what I can only describe as the devil's handiwork where you see the boy that that lord umber boy pinned up against the wall like a doll um surrounded by what can what is it like a a whirlpool of arms i don't (laughs) it is the most insane art piece i've ever seen in real life and (laughs) somebody's looking at it like art and uh it was it, it was so demonized to me like i really felt repulsed by seeing it i just don't understand why I'm sorry. I just want to say, I, did, I don't. Why would the Night King do that? Like, wh- wh- what is this guy? Because he seems so stoic. And he's, <laughs> he's then he comes up with these paintings and shit, like with bodies. <laughs> what the hell is going on? Who is this person, man? He, that know. was definitely performance art. Yeah, like I don't know. Put him smack dab in the middle. Like he has. He, he's very good with art. His artwork. <laughs> it's crazy. He could be in the Met. No, not the Met. Yeah, I'm thinking that, like, this reminded me a lot of what one of my friends pulled together was different images of the different um, symbols and things that have come up over time in the Game of Thrones series. And a lot of these spirals and stuff, we see them um, when the Night King turns the baby in the earlier seasons. We see it in different, like, Children of the Forest things. We see it in the cave where Johnny mm-hmm. John is talking to Danny. Um, and we see those spirals in different formations. So... A lot of it is coming, um, like, and again, whenever Danny um, brings the dragons mm-hmm. to life after Drogo, Cal Drogo dies. So mm. I think a lot of it has to do with the symbolism of like magic and, you know, the dragons, the White Walkers, the Night King, the Children of the Forest. I'm trying to puzzle through what kind of magic and symbolism these spirals do. Are they part of a spell? Are they part of a shield? Are there some kind of boundary? Like, 
there's something behind the formations and the magic of this world. I have to go with, I think that the Night King just does that because he's like, that's some cool shit to do when I kill a motherfucker, like Sam Jackson and Pulp Fiction. Like, he's just, you know, straight up, like, you know, <laughs> here's some fresh shit to do. And Night Queen, you know, Night King's on his bastiat shit. Like Tatiana said, he's trying to get her to the Met, you know, and that was some beautiful work right there. I mean, beautiful and grotesque. I didn't even realize that that was the same Lord Umberboy. I actually thought it was the little kid running around from the opening, brand number two, who was climbing up everything trying to get his superpower on but you know he i knew he was gonna say that i knew it he did, he, I, you know I, that actually just came to me right now that i realized that, that was brand number two you know running around climbing on stuff but unfortunately you know he didn't have the man with the golden touch there to bless him as well Oh my God. You know, because you never know what could have happened Okay, so I think we covered everything in season uh, episode one, season eight. If I'm not mistaken, please jump in if I if we miss something important. There's a lot of foreshadowing in general in this episode. Like there was a lot of like there was one big moment where I will put it again that Danny is gonna die is when she when they rolled up and you know after their magical ride through the sky, you know, and they're both oh battling. It, I mean, looking back, it was so ridiculous because it's like at one point Danny sees Thank him you. do a dope move with the dragon and she's like oh i can do a dope <laughs> move with the dragon and then like this isn't tony hawk like what are we doing right yeah, now Yeah, this ain't time for that and then they land and they go by the waterfall and she's like we could stay here all the time and john looks at her like mm, i remember when you grit said that to me and mm, mm, that didn't work out <laughs> john was like john was like oh like oh oh you know, I'm. You know, you talk about being losing a three O lead. John is one for O with girlfriends right now as well. Like, you know, he's. I mean, right. O for one. You know, he's taking L's. Well, well, you, you know something that's important that j- did come to mind that we didn't speak about the fact that um, Braun was basically given a charge to take out Jamie and Tyrion. He ain't gonna do it. You don't think so? No, man. No, no. We've we've already seen Bron. I mean, he he already saved Jamie once. Yeah, so. we've seen Bron pass up gold in order to do the right thing already. You know, Bron's past the gold point now. He's not on that anymore. He's gonna do yeah. And they said they paid him up front, so why not just take the gold and run? Well, this is Cersei we're talking about, yeah. so she's not gonna let that shit slide yeah but we know that Bronn, like he knows what the deal is like he's gonna get up north he's gonna see Tyrion and Jamie, and he's gonna know that Cersei's up to her stuff and he's just gonna kill them regardless there's a bounty on all of their heads yeah and Bronn gotta die anyway by the end of this that's what I was about to yeah, say like, really you know, he gonna survive yeah he ain't gonna survive this season either way so no <laughs> yo you know what I realized Tyrion's a sneaky motherfucker man Tyrion it literally, we think about it. Like he's really on the other side trying to kill his family. Like that's crazy, and and he's not really good at war. I used to really like Tyrion, and then I started thinking about it. I was like, he's he makes the worst war, war decisions. He's a brother trying to kill his his whole family. Like kill yeah. them all off the map. Take the house. They t- he took his house. He t- he sent them to the castle. Tyrion's a little sneaky bastard, man. And like Sansa said, she used to think he was the cleverest man in the realms. And then, nah, bro. Because he's a sucker, too. Tyrion's another man. You know, y'all be rooting like for the scene. wrong people. I love Tyrion, but, you know, yeah. I like that scene where Sansa said that to him. That that to, that showed me more. She knows, like, she knows the game now. Like mm-hmm. you said, she she took Littlefinger powers. Mm-mm. 
All of them. Wow. I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's most of season. Oh, excuse, I keep saying season, but season eight, episode yeah. one, um, is a wrap. So, what are our and as as Portia mentioned, you saw some foreshadowing for the next episode. What is our predictions for that episode, episode two? Somebody gotta die. <laughs> well, I said that for this episode. It just wasn't. I, it just wasn't a main character that died for me. So, but I feel like every episode somebody dying. Yeah, I was pissed off. I ain't gonna lie. I was, I ain't gonna lie. That might be me myself. I did it, but I was built up. I thought like three people was gonna die every every. Oh episode. no, not in the first one. I knew nobody was gonna die in this one. I I, I yeah. thought it. I said I wouldn't put my thoughts behind it, but also when I think about it, it's actually good they didn't that this episode was a little mild because as I mentioned at the top of the show, like this was it's been hype beast nonstop for two weeks. So like people, so your your blood pressure already mad high. So the last thing you need is the very first episode, something just catastrophic happens and you get a heart attack right then and there. So I think they did that to just kind of keep everybody on the level. I think it's not kind of, when is Battle of Winterfell? That's three. That's not next mm-hmm. week, right? Three. Yeah, that's three. Yeah, well that that's when people are dying. I think even next week nobody dies. I think they hold off. I wish there wouldn't. I feel like there's too many people still alive. I'm ready for everyone to start dying. As usual, we want to hear from you all listeners, our Castle Black family. In fact, I feel like we need to name the people who listen to this show. Like, there should be a title for everybody. Maybe you guys are all part of the Night's Watch. I don't know. But Black Night Watch? For... The, uh, Night Black Watch? The... Black Watch? Don't say <laughs> That's actually a polo team, but... <laughs> just don't say taking the black i don't know we'll, f- we'll 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 figure it out we'll figure it out but in the meantime we want to hear your take on what you thought about episode one from season eight we want to hear your predictions for the rest of the season in order to do that we want you to hit us up again at castle black pod on the twitters on social media we want you to make sure you're following us because we're dropping exclusives all the time and having a great time live tweeting and talking about all things game of thrones in addition in addition, we want to get you, uh, you can email us, contact at forallnerds.com, because as you guys should know by now, Castle Black is powered by For All Nerds. Um, and in addition, we want to mention something that's coming up. We have a live event coming up. Tell them about it, Portia. Hey, everyone. Yeah, so all the New Yorkers, I'm sorry if you don't live in New York, that's your bad, but it's good for us because that's where we live. Um, we're having a trivia night that we are co-running with the Trivia AD. We're happy to work with them as they run the trivia night and we form our own team, Castle Black. Details will be in the tweet that will be on our feed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so basically we're going to get, it could be any amount of teams, huh? Teams of, what, four or five people can come together or or maybe it doesn't even have to be four or five people. I think you could even play as your own team. But the point is, you could come out there, do Game of Thrones trivia, have some fun times with us at the Castle Black crew, and also drink and, you know, just be generally cool. So I'm all about it. Um, As Portia said, she's going to post. Yeah, we're going to post about it. We're going to let you guys know as we continue on in the next few weeks about the event. Um, And we definitely want you guys to come through. I have a question. In addition, as a go ahead, is a taco electrico or there tacos? More than like, oh, oh, this should be amazing tacos in Game of Thrones. Like this is gonna be so popping. Like, oh, it's a dream come true <laughs> for me right there. <laughs> That's two of my favorite things in the world. More than likely. <laughs> Yeah, so once again, Monday, May 6th, starting at 8 p.m., we are going to be doing the Game of Thrones trivia. 
game uh, game night with Trivia AD. Um, as I mentioned also, because we are powered by For All Nerds, that means if you want to listen to Castle Black, if you want to subscribe to our show, make sure you don't miss a thing. You have to subscribe to For All Nerds. So if you type it into Google's, on every platform you listen to podcasts, you'll be able to follow For All Nerds, and that's how you get Castle Black Pod. In addition, please feel free to follow us if you want to talk all things Game of Thrones or things about geek and pop culture related. You can hit me up at Tatiana King. And at DJ Ben Amin. At Tahoe underscore TV. And me at Portia underscore Obvi. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I was trying to work on my dragon, man, but them full bone dragon noises is way they harder than the little baby ones. All right, go for it. Nah, I I ain't got it. I ain't got it. Yo, that shit is like triple lated, like eeks and oh, like that shit is crazy, son. That shit is crazy.